0: This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself, and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions, followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Business owner and breast cancer survivor, Leanna Gant, can design the perfect communication spec. But when asked about her personal story, she often faces an emotional block. Only by being able to reframe the conversation can she finally have the freedom to fully speak her truth.
1: Hi, Leanna. It's good to see you. you. Hi, nice to see you too. Good. So what would you like coaching on? I think I've been thinking about this it's a tough one because there's like so many things Um, but I was thinking the thing that's like top of mind for me is things like this and starting my business things that are they come to me because I had cancer but I don't like the label of being someone who had cancer so it's finding a way to reconcile those two things about sharing my story but also not being so uncomfortable with the label of breast cancer survivor
0: okay so (laughs) what i'm hearing is opportunities are coming to you because of what you went through but the label of being a cancer survivor is not something that you feel completely comfortable with
1: is that correct correct? yes
0: so what would be a, a really great outcome for today's session
1: i think to just have a way to look at it maybe differently or so that I don't feel so uncomfortable with that and because I do want to talk about it and I feel like I've helped some people and it's what my business is based on but at the same time it somehow feels weird and I'd rather just sort of put it all behind me in a little box and be like okay that's over now I'm just you know moving on and enjoying things so it's I think finding a way to be more comfortable with it as one thing instead of looking at it as two separate things like my life now and then and feeling this urge to just ignore that it ever happened
0: so basically it's sort of coming to terms with feeling comfortable with it but also not sort of letting it define you correct exactly yeah so what was life like before cancer
1: um busy and fun and I think I had worked in advertising for a long time and design and um, I was running a charity with my daughter she had a charity I was working for her so that was really funny um, because she started it when she was 10 (laughs) so but yeah just a lot of it was mostly just fun and and always something going on and then it just came to a complete stop
0: (laughs) you want to sort of expound more or you feel comfortable doing that
1: sure I mean when I was diagnosed it's just they you know the doctors tell you it's like oh we're gonna do these tests and I was still just like oh yeah this is just one more thing I have to do and get on with dinner and like didn't really think about it so when they said okay you have breast cancer I was like all right yeah let's take care of that and then when they started explaining all the tests and more tests and more tests and then I had to have chemo and surgery and my treatment went on for a whole year and I pretty much couldn't get out of bed for about seven months of that just you know everything I did just came to a complete and utter stop and it was really unsettling because I've just never been that sedentary and just that unable to you know, help my family. So it was very weird.
0: <laughs> what are some resources you relied on during that time?
1: Um, I mean, my friends and, of course, my husband and my daughter were there. And My husband a lot and family and everyone around me was really helpful, but there was nothing anyone could do to just make it so I could just, like, get up and go to dinner or make dinner for my family or, you know, just enjoy a day like all that was gone so while I had an amazing support system it was just weird because I've never been so helpless like that and I didn't like that feeling (laughs) would you like to explore that feeling sure (laughs) I just want you to get
0: comfortable in your seat if you feel inclined you can soften your gaze or close your eyes I want you to take a couple of breaths in and out just want to do a quick body scan. just want you to breathe into the different body parts that I mentioned. Oh, the top of the head, the forehead, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the lips, the neck, the shoulders, the upper body the arms, the hands, the stomach, the lower body, the legs, the feet, just take a couple breaths in and out again, and you mentioned not liking this feeling, what's what's happening Leanna now?
1: right now right now yeah. I'm very relaxed
0: yeah but when you think back to that time is anything coming up for you
1: this um, I'm glad it's over
0: yeah you mentioned previously like before cancer was fun so what what was during and after cancer like for you
1: during was what well, was say, I was gonna say it's not it wasn't fun but we actually like my family found a way we laughed a lot so it made it not really fun but much more bearable to just sort of laugh at some of the ridiculousness of things we had to do but um, and then after cancer's been fun I feel like it gave me a new perspective on things and um, it really helped me to find what was important moving forward and who I wanted to spend time with and how we spent time. So that's been great.
0: Hmm. And, and how is that shaped, you know, you mentioned that your work involves a little bit of that experience. How, how does, how does, how does that story get told?
1: How do I tell my cancer story with that? Mm-hmm. I know mean, well, that's a, I, I invented a product, so I invented it during my treatment. Um, just something that we needed as a family so i think it gave me something else also to focus on during treatment it was sort of like just something to be like oh what if we made this and then when i was done with treatment i was like oh hey actually i really do want to do this because i think i can help people so that's how the two became so intertwined because actually literally came up with the idea during treatment for cancer so um so yeah they're very attached but it made me really focus on the kind of work I want to do and I want to do something that I feel is helping people and good for people so um I'm really excited that I did that and well I'm in the process of doing that I guess it's not not too many people know about it yet but it it will be great. (laughs)
0: Uh, So what's the, you know, you you mentioned like if I created a perfect world for you, what would you want Leanna to be defined as?
1: Um, I think just a good person, just someone who helps people and a good mom, a good wife, a good friend, and my friends are super important to me, they're awesome. Um And I guess now an entrepreneur, things like I just when I think of myself, I don't ever think cancer survivor. like to me in my head, that's a different person like but' um, so like I I don't usually use that term ever, but then if I have to tell the story of my business, then I have to, because otherwise the story doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: So, so what's a cancer survivor?
1: I think it could be anybody, but for some reason I don't like that label. Because I know so many, I know far too many, actually, cancer survivors. But, and I don't think of them first as a cancer survivor. I just think of them as whatever context I know them in. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why I don't like that label. Because I don't really think of anything bad about it I guess it maybe just reminds me personally that there's always a chance it could come back and I'd rather just not have it in my life I'll be like nope we're done we're I'm just we're done so if it it's a it's a
0: pretty you know pretty um stark um sort of question but what if it came back
1: (laughs) oh that that would be bad (laughs) I mean, now I feel like I know I could get through it again because, yeah, there's nothing like the first time. But um, I think the thing I disliked about it the most wasn't actually even the physical discomfort. It was just that, you know, I couldn't see the people I love as much and I couldn't do the things I wanted to do with them. And I I was missing these important moments or even the, you know, not really big things, just eating breakfast with my family. It's like something we always do we've made a point of it since my daughter was really little as we always sit down for meals together and so that I couldn't come to the table and eat was like really distressing <laughs> so I think I that's the kind of stuff that the thought that it would make me miss out on more of those things than more than all the physical discomfort
0: if cancer had a voice for you do you think it would say anything I
1: hope it would say that I'm a pain in the butt. (laughs) I hope it wouldn't like like me.
0: (laughs) You hope it would like you?
1: No, it would not like me. Oh, it would not like you. Yeah, I think it it would want to stay away.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Do you feel it brought anything else in your life? I know you said you did a career change, but anything else happened or transpired because of it?
1: Um... Yeah, I just think for my whole family, it really, it actually, well, my husband and my daughter and myself, um, it really brought us a lot closer together just because we had to strip away, like, everything that was unnecessary, so I think it gave us all a really good perspective moving forward, and we did actually move, at the time we were living in Arizona, we'd been there for about a year and a half, and we realized we didn't want to stay there, we moved back to California, we realized we'd really missed home, and... That's that's our home, (laughs) California. So, how does how
0: does life look like for you now with cancer, or you surviving it? That is.
1: Um, Really busy with my business, and my daughter's in college, so that's great. And uh, I work with my husband, so that's really. I think it's it's really good. I mean, you know, there's ups and downs in business, and like but that's normal. I think that having had cancer, it makes me more tolerant of other like bad things that happen. Cause I always just keep in relation. It's like, Oh, th- this wasn't a good day, but you know, I've often walking around. So it's, it, it's all good. <laughs> it, it's a lot harder to rattle me now.
0: So how can we sort of inch you closer to telling your story, but not feeling sort of chained to that story? I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean when, when when you get asked what happens? Like what's happening within you?
1: Um I think it depends on the context. If it's somebody else who is either asking me about it because they have a friend or family member who has cancer and they're just they're asking for advice or things they could do for themselves or a friend, I'm I'll talk about it and I don't really think about it that much but i think it's mostly just in connection to my product i don't want it to feel like i'm using this illness that i feel like i'm over and it's gone um to get attention for a business i just it feels weird to me but it i can't separate my story from the product it just doesn't work
0: (laughs) what would what would be the story if you didn't have cancer with your product
1: I don't know how I'd explain coming up with the product. <laughs> That's been the problem. Because then it just sounds like I came up with this product to... randomly. And people are like, well, but how? So it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. So I kind of I have to keep them somewhat linked. It, I vary how much detail I go into. Um, I try to keep it to a minimum as one sentence unless people really ask. So, what do you say? Um, people ask how I came up with it and I say you know, I was in treatment for breast cancer and during chemotherapy I had a ton of medications to manage and most of them weren't pills so I had to come up with a different way to help my family keep track um, because someone with chemo brain should not be taking medication on their own (laughs) so I came up with this product and
0: do you usually get any other further questions
1: after that Usually, this is the part I don't like, people don't usually ask questions, but they make a really sad face, and they'll be like, oh, are you all better? Are you okay now? And it's like, yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good.
0: (laughs) Does that part bother you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I just hate that feeling like I made someone feel bad, so now they're sort of stuck talking to me whether they want to or not, because, you know, I mentioned cancer, so um, so I don't want them to be like, oh, well, now I can't tell her I'm not interested. Now I have to keep talking to her.
0: <laughs> what has been your experience in terms of support? How have people responded uh, differently to that?
1: It, most people are actually really excited. They feel like that it makes that makes perfect sense how I came up with it, and I haven't gotten a bad reaction. That's why, like, I know it's it's my relationship with saying I had cancer. Because except for like this, you know, sad puppy face that people make, which they're saying it they're doing that because they care or they usually, I think are probably relating to their own relationship with someone they know or themselves having cancer. And it's not me making them feel bad, but for some reason when they get that look that, oh, you know, I, all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, I made you uncomfortable and sad and I don't like that. <laughs>
0: So you recently participated uh, in my uh, interview series on Authority mm-hmm. Magazine
1: and its indication in Thrive Global. How was that overall experience? That's been awesome. But see, that like I got to give five tips to people. And that was really great because I feel like I could share something I learned from my experience that hopefully at least one person will get benefit from that. And I always think like, If I could help one person, like change one person's life, that's pretty huge. Even if it's a little thing, like even one day in one person's life, I think that's like a really awesome thing to be able to do. So to have the opportunity to share something that can maybe at least help one person, hopefully more that I thought that was an amazing opportunity and super fun.
0: Did you get any of the sad puppy faces or anything like that from it?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I did. And. I made my mom cry cuz I think I mentioned my mom in some part of it or something. <laughs> but um other than that <laughs> Yeah.
0: So what would what kind of message if you had cancer like personified as a person, what would you say to cancer?
1: Um ooh, That's a good one. Um Stay away probably. <laughs> No, but um, I don't, I don't know. Cause I guess there's now that I'm doing what I'm doing and like have the perspective I have, I'm appreciative of the overall experience. But I will, I'm not one of those people that say, "Oh, I'm so happy I had cancer because it changed my life." I think I'm appreciative of the experience because i had no choice and i was able to make that experience into a more positive one for me to reflect on but i'm i don't know that i'll ever be comfortable enough to say i'm thankful for that experience because it, it really stunk <laughs>
0: yeah, did your um you know you mentioned you have a a child did did your child ever say anything about your experience
1: with cancer Uh, I think it was really hard for her to watch me be so uncomfortable, but she was amazingly supportive, and especially because she was in her senior year of high school, so it was a time where, you know, there's so much going on and so many things for us to be celebrating and her graduating and getting into college, and it was really hard for us to do a lot of the things we had planned, but, um, but yeah, and she was, she was great with it, and it's hard it's hard i always say to my husband and my daughter they had a much harder job than i did because i just did what the doctor said and you know i had to do what the medication made me feel like i didn't really have a choice i was more just going along with what was happening to me but they had to watch and i think it's really hard to watch someone you care about being so uncomfortable and waiting for test results and just all the stress and angst that goes along with all that so i'm I'm proud of her. I think it's a terrible thing to have to watch.
0: And what about your husband? Have you ever had this conversation with him about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I tell him all the time. I think he had the far worse part than I did because I... And it was really hard for him. I know it. he'd say so during the treatment. It was just so hard because there was times where there was nothing he could do to make me more comfortable or to... You know speed anything up that we were waiting for and um so he did everything he could and he was amazing but again it was just it's really hard to watch and to feel so helpless when somebody that you love is you know in that condition and like i had a really bad time with chemo so it was it was not pretty
0: so how can you write a new chapter? Like what what needs to happen in order for you to write a new chapter?
1: Um, I mean, I think I'm I'm doing all the things that I think I need to do. I just need to be more patient with it, and just get just get more comfortable. I think with the idea that the cancer is behind me, and I don't have control over what happens in the future in with anything and especially not the cancer they've said it's gone they've you know given me statistics like crazy and stuff so I was like it it shouldn't come back but I just need to get more comfortable the further I get away from it to just let it kind of fade off and be what it was just something that happened that I can talk about and not worry about the sad puppy dog faces
0: (laughs) are there any strategies or thing you can use to counteract that sad puppy faces that you get from people
1: i don't know do you have any
0: ideas (laughs) well i mean when they when that happens and they give you that sort of puppy face is there any part of your body that's like pinging or sort of feeling it the most
1: um I think just my brain starts to panic. I don't like to make people feel sad or manipulated or anything, so I think I, I all of a sudden panic because I'm like, oh, no, I made people feel sad. <laughs> so I'll try to get away from that part of the story or that information as fast as possible. Do they know that that's happening to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, nobody's ever said anything, but... <laughs>
0: Um, what is your day-to-day like? Um, do you have a practice, uh, like what you do for yourself and, and your lifestyle and your livelihood?
1: Um, I'm working on that. I'm trying to integrate more things in. Um, my husband and I have been trying to like, go for a walk every evening through our neighborhood because it's really like quiet. and There's an area near us also that's like an arroyo that has lots of trees and things. So we've been trying to make time to get out of the house a lot, especially with the pandemic, because we, we work at home and then we're also inside a lot because of COVID. So we've just been making an effort to do a lot more things outside. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, that really helps. It's really nice to get out and.
0: Okay. And what about your, you know like your relationship with your doctors? Are, are there any advice that's given to you?
1: Um, I think just be more active and just, and my doctors are, I love my doctors, but they're they're very clinical. So, (laughs) um, their advice tends to be more like, would you like me to prescribe something for that? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I have enough things going on, thanks.
0: Have you, um, developed a a community with individuals such as yourself
1: in the cancer community Mm -hmm. um yeah i i I do have a group of women they're they're not like a formal group just people different people who have either reached out to me or i've reached out to um over the last couple years and and i i have sort of a like a mixed because when I was in treatment, I intentionally didn't join any groups because I was just like, "Nope, I'm just getting through this and I'm done. I'm not gonna. I'm not wearing the t-shirts. I'm not wearing the hat. I'm not not doing the whole thing." But then when I was done, I realized, as with I think a lot of cancers, breast cancer is one that the survivorship sometimes is harder than the treatment because in treatment, like. You know, I don't know about you but like I had a team of doctors I saw them all the time they were calling all the time there's portals to check in on and there's like I felt so looked after and then as soon as you get that pathology report that says all clear they start falling away and it, you don't need to come back for six weeks then six months then a year and it's like wait a minute but What if something's happening? So that's when talking to other breast cancer survivors did help to say, like, okay, how do I get comfortable with the fact that I really want to go hang out with my oncologist? (laughs) They they really don't want to see me. (laughs) So
0: have you ever asked them how they've dealt with that story of survival and, and living?
1: Yeah, I think it varies. I think it's very personal. Some people really go all in on being really proud of being breast cancer survivors, which I totally see why. Um, And then other people talk about it in a more clinical way. I think I try to... Fall somewhere in the middle where like I said, I'll talk to people if they write to me and ask questions I'm happy to help especially other breast cancer survivors. I'll talk to them all day if they want Um, But I don't generally just start with you know, hey, I'm Leanne, and I'm a breast cancer survivor, and I know a lot of women who do and um, I think that's great. It's just that's not my thing. I think it's very personal. So but I've learned different things from different people and so I think social media is great too. There's a lot of terrible things about social media, but I think for just getting tips, especially very early on, to be able to just read people's ideas and thoughts and tips from you know the anonymity of social media, where I could just kind of read the things and um, you know get up the courage to message them or something and not publicly ask questions, I think it helped me ease into the community and I didn't feel like I have to, you know, jump in. So I've learned a lot from other people that way. Just little tips and things. Any huge takeaways that
0: you can sort of apply to this stage of your life?
1: Um I mean, I think the thing that I've been told in talking to some other breast cancer survivors is even though people are making that sad face, they, I've been told they don't feel manipulated. They're just usually relating to something personal in them. They're not, they're not reacting to something I did to them it's whatever their relationship is or a lot of people just don't know what to say if someone says they had cancer so it's more a panic they're probably more panicked than I am (laughs) Um, but I just need to believe that I think and not worry so much that I've upset people
0: what do you think could help you believe that
1: Uh, probably just time (laughs) Time? I think so.
0: And then how would you like, have more accountability around that? Like sort of allowing yourself to have time, but yet still be okay with those puppy dog faces?
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess if I wanted to be really bold, I could ask somebody and say like, you know, can I ask you if the way I'm presenting this story is making you sad or uncomfortable? And then I could get a definite answer from them. But I guess I've avoided having that conversation with people because it's usually somewhat in a business context. So I don't want to then start <laughs> like asking them really personal questions unless they're offering something up.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I had a friend who was really uncomfortable with people serving him, like literally all his life. And a reframe that sort of worked for him is sort of transforming this idea of people serving him to people helping him. Is there any way you could reframe these feelings, these uncomfortable feelings that you have sometimes?
1: Uh, that's actually a really good idea I have a friend like that too. Um, and she was actually just talking about it the other day. But um, yeah, I, I think if I try and reframe how I'm looking at that, expression that people get as not something negative that i've caused and more try and put a positive spin on it that they're concerned or um you know just genuinely thoughtful people (laughs) they're not they're not judging me for sharing my story that would probably make it easier to see
0: what do you feel like that would do for you
1: i think it would make it easier for me to to tell this story and not so worried and not speed through that part of the story, hoping it, I can like just get to the other part.
0: Mm. Well, Leanna, we spoke a lot about sort of, you know, your feelings on uncomfortableness, telling your story, but not having it define you. How's this sit with you right now?
1: Um, I, I'm feeling better. It feels good now. I think I think every time I have to talk about it, it, it gets easier and better and i think i like the idea of trying to reframe other people's reactions and not put my feelings into what they're doing and seeing i think if i do that for a while i might get more used to it
0: awesome well i think this is probably a good time for us to transition into the interview portion so tell my listeners just more about Leanna gant and and your work and and what you are doing in the world.
1: So I'm Leanna and I've mentioned take quite a bit. Um, take is my company that I invented during my treatment for breast cancer. And basically, take labels are little labels that you could put on any type of medication, liquids, lotions, pills, and you put it right on the bottle or package. And they have little tabs on them that you can tear off when you take a dose of your medication. So then later, if you're like me during chemo and you have two minutes later I have no idea if you just took it you can look at the bottle and know that you took it or if you still need to take it um i still use Tic take now most people use Tic take now um not for really serious illness they use it to remember to take like i have one i take tamoxifen once a day every day people take it for use it for vitamins or short-term antibiotics anything they need to use to get or stay well. Um, I started the company about two years ago and I really love hearing the stories of how it's helping people. And that's like, I never really thought that I'd be a business owner and I never intended to go into the, you know, like medication adherence business, which is what I've been told this is called. Um, didn't even know what it was, honestly. Thought I was just forgetful. Um, learned there was a name for it. <laughs> medication non-adherence. But, so that wasn't like a dream of mine. But I do love helping people. And took takes giving me a way to help people. And I really love that. And I love when people take the time to reach back out to me and tell me how it's helped them or their family or their pets. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that I spend my days doing is getting to take out into the world.
0: What's What has been your biggest surprise in creating this product?
1: Um, my biggest surprise, I think just that I could figure out how to run a business. <laughs> I mean, I've done a lot of things and I, I but, You know it wasn't something that I have any training in I went to an art school so like I have a degree in advertising design so it it wasn't really in my wheelhouse to run a company but I think actually not knowing things really helped because if I knew how hard it would be I probably would have never done it so um, yeah I think the biggest surprise is that I could I could make a company and get a patent and do all of these things that I thought were so mysterious before.
0: What's the biggest joy you've discovered with running this company?
1: Um, I think, well first it's helping people because like I said before, even being able to help one person I think is really huge and if I could just help one person get through the day that's really awesome and I know I've helped more than that so that's a really great feeling and then I think the other part is yeah I have a daughter who she just turned 21 and yeah we've done all kinds of crazy things together but I think just showing her that you can change your mind at any point in your life or change your direction and it doesn't matter how many people say like well that's crazy what are you doing um it if you really feel that it's the right thing for you to do, try it. And you can always change your mind again. There's no no path, we haven't signed some contract that it's like, well, no, you decided when you were 18 that you were gonna do this, so that's what you're doing for the rest of your life. Um, I'm a big believer in changing what you're gonna do. If you're not happy, don't suffer and be unhappy. And we have a little saying like, I was just, From when my daughter was little, and people say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Instead, I would say, "What do you want to do next?" Because you know, when they're little, they're like, you know, "Oh, I want to be a fireman when I grow up," or you know, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. It's like, okay, what are you going to do next after that? Like, what do because then they'd feel stuck. It's like, well, no, I told you I was going to be a doctor or whatever. And it's like, well, but maybe after that you want to do something else. What are you going to do next? And I think. I'm showing her that carries over even, it was silly when she was little, it was a game we did, but as an adult, she can start down one path and if she decides she's done or it's not for her or something else came along, it's okay to do something next. You don't have to be stuck. Mm. So So
0: where do you see Tuk-Take going?
1: um, All over the place, hopefully. (laughs) We're trying to get into drugstores everywhere, Um, we're online right now and on Amazon Um, yeah but I think I want to be in every every place where people get anything that they use for wellness I'm not I don't have any agenda with just medication or pharmaceuticals if you want to stick it on your collagen powder because that's your thing or you want to use it to remind you to take your multivitamin or whatever you do to keep healthy I hope that it can be integrated into everyone's wellness routine. So just help people stay healthy and especially younger people. There's a ton of things made for old people, but younger people need to take care of themselves too. And there's not a lot of things that are designed for them to do that. And these are great because they don't require you to sort things. You just put it on the package. You could take it with you. It's super easy. Um, so yeah, I think get it everywhere and help lots of people. <laughs> How have you handled some of the
0: roadblocks with launching this company?
1: <laughs> Probably not very gracefully, but um, <laughs> we, I try to have a sense of humor about it, and. My latest thing is just getting a product into a retail store is surprisingly hard. Like I don't know how I thought people got them in. I don't know how they got on the shelves. I never really gave it a ton of thought. It's really hard. So now when I'm in stores and I see something that I think is a ridiculous product, I'm like, how did they get it? Like how <laughs> did they get that in here? Like, you know, <laughs> a beach ball with a mushroom printed on it. Like how did that get in this store and I can't get mine? In? So um I usually try and find the humor in it as we're trying to you know, work our way through all the obstacles and ups and downs. Has your
0: experience with cancer helped you?
1: Oh, definitely, because I think things that before would have made me stop and really question what I was doing now just don't seem that bad. It's like, okay, well, these things happen, mistakes happen, whatever it is, it, you know, it's done, move on. <laughs> let's figure out what we have to do next to keep going and that's so far it's worked pretty well you know obviously there's some days that are better than others but um i think after having cancer it like i said it it's pretty hard to rattle me like as long as i know my family is safe and happy and i'm good
0: (laughs) what are some words of wisdom that you would like to impart with individuals who support you and buy your product and even your own family?
1: Um, I don't know if I have any words of wisdom, but (laughs) I think I would just say, I think thank you would be what I tell all my friends and family and and the people who buy my product. I think thank you for seeing something and something I created. It's an amazing feeling to know that Somebody saw something that I created and thought enough to buy it, and so I want to say thank you to them all. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, where can they find
0: you on the internet?
1: Um, Our website is tooktake.com. We're also on Amazon. Our social media is at tooktake on Instagram and at hello tooktake on Facebook.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much,
1: Leanna. I was just going to say, I am the one who answers everything. So however anyone wants to write in, if you have questions about anything, you'll get me. Okay. (laughs) Just as long as I don't do a puppy face uh, emoji.
0: Just Just no puppy faces. Exactly.
1: No puppy faces.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Leanna. I really, really appreciated uh, this conversation today with you. Thank you so much for having me. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.